Chapter 7 wraps up the topic of the gospel application to our churches by articulating how the church is, or at least how it should be, different from the world around us. Ortland drops this challenging statement on page 104 uh, that issues a great reminder of what we're about. He says this, How could we take up the name of Christ without the power of Christ? If our purposes rise no higher than what we can attain by our own organizing and thinking, then we should change our churches into community centers. And how true that is! Our mission as DCC is to build a great city through the gospel of Jesus Christ for the glory of God. We know this cannot be done in our power alone, and so we are entirely reliant on God's working among us. It takes a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit to regenerate hearts and to draw people to Him, to bring conviction and humble repentance in our hearts, and to bring us into a reconciled relationship with Him and with each other. So it's a good reminder that this isn't just community organizing. We're about the real stuff of life in the kingdom of God. And thanks be to God for that, because it is worth our time and effort in many profound ways. What I mean is this, that you and I, in our care for our communities, are working in God's power to impact eternity. I know that I can often forget the big picture when we are focused on the current moments or short-term gains and losses, but reminding myself of the eternal nature of our work in the church helps with the daily ups and downs of life and community. I see this fitting in with the new series that we started last week on the transformation of our lives in Christ. As we will continue to study in the coming weeks, it is the power of God at work in us, first to draw us to himself, and then to keep us, and then to sanctify us as we continue to grow in holiness. And for us in community, we see the power, courage, and love that Ortland mentions in this chapter in our interactions with one another. In my role, I have the opportunity to hear stories of the power of God at work among us. At times, that is the Holy Spirit bringing a non-believing friend to faith. Other times, it's the power of prayer to heal. And still other times, it is the strength to persevere in hardship, boasting in our weakness. The courage and love that Orlan mentions are seen in how we relate to one another in community. In order for us to pursue the bigger kingdom goals of transformation in our lives, we must relate to one another out of a fundamental disposition of love. As leaders, our motivation is like that which Paul instructed Timothy in 1 Timothy 1.5, namely, the aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. And it takes courage for us to pursue that change. It takes courage for us to admit our own failings, as well as for us to approach one another to confront sin. Confronting sin isn't usually comfortable, especially in a passive, conflict-avoidant culture like we have in the Northwest. Yet it is essential for us to be able to humbly admit our sin and to challenge one another in humility to acknowledge their sins as well. I believe that it is fundamentally unloving for us to go without gracious correction in our relationships. And yet this is the kingdom work that we have at hand. Of course, we want to do that with all love and tact and winsomeness as we can, but to totally omit it is what I think is amiss. If we're operating out of love for one another, rooted in the promises of God's love for us in Jesus, then we have what we need to support one another through real, heart-level change. It's my prayer that this new sermon series would bring about fresh conviction of sin and repentance and meaningful change in our lives as a result in our church. Please pray with me. Father, thank you for this short book on the gospel and reminding us that you are the source and goal of all that we do. 
I pray that you would use this upcoming series to bring new sin into the light, that it may be forgiven. I pray that you would equip our communities to help in identifying and correcting unseen sin. And I pray that that your love and grace would be the economy that we live in with each other every day. pray this all in Jesus' name. As a quick logistical postscript, this episode wraps up our review of Ortland's book, The Gospel, How the Church Portrays the Beauty of Christ. And since we're in the summer mode, designed for our rest, I'm planning to continue the weekly podcast with a reflection on the means of grace interweaved with reflections from the current sermon series on change in hopes of further encouraging your rest and your flourishing in your relationship with God. So please keep listening. Let me know if there are any particular areas you'd find helpful in this upcoming season.